wide awake at five in the morning. I feel like throwing up. I feel sick. I feel like I'm dying. It's resistance. It doesn't want my voice to be heard. Every time I think about just putting my voice out there and starting a podcast, resistance rises up, puts me into a panic, tells all kinds of stories about how I'm going to fail. Oh, it's stupid. Oh, everybody's doing a podcast. Oh, you're not good enough to do one. Who's going to listen to you anyway? Uh, Nobody's going to be interested. It's sneaky, too. It's like, oh, well, you got to find good recording equipment. It was even insisting a while ago that I should start with video. So I'm like, oh, I got to, you know, clean up my office and get a good webcam and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's resistance. Like, I'm recording this on my phone right now. I want my podcast to be raw and real and not pre-scripted. I want it to be raw and honest conversations with real people about real issues. If I'm scared as hell or I need to cry tears of a child that was never loved, I want you to hear that. I want you to hear all of it. This is the real process. The real process is not clean cut. It's not linear. It's not... There's nothing about life that's pre-scripted or handed to us on a, a silver platter that is like a definite thing. And yet, at the same time, I believe in a divine plan for us. But it's just a plan. Like, we can follow the plan or we can deviate from the plan. And dang, I mean, most of us deviate heavily from the plan. And that's why we're so miserable. If the divine had a plan for me to start a podcast... Why did it give me a stutter that was so bad that I couldn't even talk to anyone, that I was humiliated on a daily basis for my entire childhood? Why was that part of the plan? That's an interesting question. Now, I already know what atheists are going to say, because I was one for 10 years. Oh, well, there is no plan. I mean... We're just chunks of matter here on this rock hurtling through space. And you're just given what you're given and you got to make do with what you have. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. You just struggle through life and then you die. That's genuinely how I felt for many years until I took THC edibles for the first time. That's another story and a very long one, which leads into some uh, interesting um, changes in my life, you could say. I'm feeling a lot better already just from telling my story and I'm realizing that maybe that's what this first episode will be about. Who the heck is David Butler and why is he making this podcast? And why is resistance so 
strong. So now I face an interesting dilemma, which is do I try to go back to sleep or do I run with what I have here? Uh, because once I'm awake like this, going back to sleep is very difficult. I've only had four hours of sleep, so... <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that I've gotten by on very little sleep and then struggled through the day and taken naps to get through the day, tried chugging coffee to no avail. More recently, I started taking something called Hoppe, which um, has tobacco in it, which uh, seems to be habit forming. So I'm trying to taper that off. I mean, dude, anything that helps you is going gonna, is gonna to become habit-forming because it feels good. And it's easier to take a substance than to do the work. <laughs> and what's, what's the work? The work is struggling with resistance so you can find your voice and do what you were meant to do, what you were sent here to do. I heard a definition of addiction, which is continuing to do something that you know is harming you. And from that perspective, if you're continually struggling with resistance instead of doing the, doing the work you're meant to do, it's an addiction. You're addicted to staying small, staying safe, uh, and suffering for it. But you know what else is addictive in a good way? Connection, genuine connection, letting your light shine, telling your story, crying tears that need to be, need to be cried, doing meaningful work, but not overdoing it, having balance in your life, doing things that are genuinely fun and make you laugh, getting outside, experiencing beauty. These are like healthy addictions. So like, why do we keep falling into the unhealthy ones? Weird, isn't it? Well, I'm getting up to go pee. So it's game over. Once that happens, uh, no turning back. There's no way I'm gonna go back to sleep. I'm recording these in roughly 30-second chunks because that's, like, literally how my brain works. It uh, spews out little, like, tweet-sized insights and then just goes blank. So I got to stop recording. <laughs> the next trick Resistance has up its sleeve is ruminating about what my podcast will be called and what it will be about. I already decided that, but it's reopening that can of worms. Um, I'm not convinced this is a bad thing. <laughs> My podcast was originally going to be called um, I'm distracted because the air conditioning just came on. The noise distracted me. 
could be the autism, could be CPTSD, who the hell knows. Anyway, the podcast was originally going to be called, uh, wow, my brain just completely lost that information. The truth is, it doesn't really matter what my podcast was going to be about. It was born out of another THC edible um, infused frenzy of ideas that seem incredible but probably are unlikely to work <laughs> and I've had plenty of those and chat GPT definitely like accelerated the rate at which I produce these ideas the truth is I'm a workaholic with the the delusions of being able to save the world from itself when in fact I am struggling to save myself from myself. Part of what resistance does is when you're trying to do the work, it bypasses into creating systems for helping the world do the work, which is like, okay, that's great and could work, but you need to do the work for yourself. When I mean the work, what I mean is healing childhood trauma, facing your inner demons, um, doing the things you're actually passionate about. And when you try to do them, dealing with the resistance that comes up, figuring out what your passion, what your passions even are. Because uh, it's not a given that everyone even knows what their passions are. Because our passions have been beaten out of us through our lives. Some of us even earlier than others. And replaced with, like, societal programming. Oh, what you ought to want is to get good grades so you can get a good job so you can have an easier life. And I went down that path, and it it worked. <clears throat> yeah, it worked. I got material success. What, but what I also got was burnout, chronic pain, clinical depression, a failed marriage, um... Nobody ever talks about that part. (laughs) So I've decided what this podcast is really going to be about is my own process out in the open, trying to discover my true passion and purpose and actually do it, which is basically what some people call self-actualization, um... I forgot his name, so I had to go look it up. Stephen Pressfield calls this going pro. It's when you decide that you're going to do your life work, whether even if it kills you, (laughs) because resistance is going to make it feel like you're dying. Now resistance is worrying that uh, I'm not going to be able to import these files from voice memos app into 
whatever app that I'm going to use to turn this into a podcast. Not even know what app that is yet. <laughs> but I'm sure it'll be fine. And I don't need to like go off and like work on that yet. Rather, I should be focusing on telling my story. Who the heck am I anyway? What are these crazy ideas I have? And could they actually work? And uh, what's my background? What's my story? I guess you could call me a curious seeker. Ever since I was young, I always enjoyed thinking about the mysteries of the universe and inspecting things closely and noticing details, reading, studying, pondering. At least these were activities that I knew I was good at and that felt safe, much safer than, say, talking to other children or learning how to socialize. Those were quite threatening activities. I was recently diagnosed with autism after suspecting it for years. I read about Asperger's back when it was called that. Um, But after many conversations with my therapist, who's very, very good and trauma-informed and knows about, uh, was a Zen monk, I'm beginning to wonder how much of what is called autism is actually a trauma response, at least for me. I recently watched a YouTube video comparing uh, CPTSD with autism, and they were saying that the brains of these two populations are very similar. And she was trying to describe the differences and the similarities, but none of the differences actually sounded like differences. They sounded like similarities. I was very confused. Anyway, um, I was left very confused as well. Like, what's left of autism that is clearly autism and not a trauma response for me? Not saying autism isn't real. I'm just trying to unpack the difference for me of what is autism and what is CPTSD. Here's a recent example. I'm reading a book right now called The Workaholics Anonymous Book of Recovery. On page 21, it lists some of the problems with workaholics. We can be totally self-absorbed obsessed with getting everyone's approval and being at the center of all processes. We believe the behavior of others reflects upon us. That was item six. Item seven, we struggle to stop a project to take care of ourselves with regular meals, exercise, and sleep. Item eight, we have trouble shifting gears. Getting started can be as difficult as taking breaks or stopping. Item nine, We lose track of our biggest priorities, getting lost in details. Now, all of those sound like classic descriptions of 
neurodivergence, autism, ADHD. So what the hell? Is it, is it autism or is it workaholism? Here's another example. Having trouble making eye contact. Yeah, I have trouble making eye contact. Why? Because when I do, it feels very threatening. I get triggered. I get triggered so much that your face might literally look threatening to me, even though, even if you're like a perfectly friendly person who's like smiling at me. Why? Because when I was growing up, every time I had to talk to somebody, I would talk like this. I would kick my legs. I would contort my face to try to force the words out. And how do you think people would, would react to this? Very awkwardly, right? At least in my mind, it felt like excruciatingly awkward. Like I was being publicly hu- hu- humiliated every time I had to talk to somebody. So of course, my amygdala associates faces with humiliation. And I'm sure many autistic people associate social contact with humiliation in a similar way, but for, for, for different reasons. Because autistic people have trouble understanding others. And that's another thing. Like, if you've spent your entire childhood isolated, as I did then of course you would have trouble understanding people because you never had, you never put in the hours and nobody ever taught you, right? I was neglected as a child, not blaming anybody. It's just the way it was growing up in the 80s and the 90s. You know, parents had their own issues. They didn't have the knowledge or the wherewithal to, like, guide their children. So what the hell? This is going to be my show. It's going to be about whatever I want. I'm going to go... We're just going to call it the David Butler Show. Because why not? Who knows if anyone will even listen to it anyway. So I might as well make it be about whatever the heck I want. What do I want it to be about? I want to keep it real. I want to have deep conversations with people. I mean, I can have deep conversations with myself all day long or with ChatGPT, but there are other human beings out there. (laughs) A lot of them uh, a lot smarter and more interesting than me. Not to put myself down, but... As cool and interesting as I am, I am tired of being isolated. I am tired of being a workaholic. I'm tired of working alone and struggling alone. It gets lonely. And uh, I've been reconnecting with other human beings slowly over the past couple years, ever since my escape from an abusive marriage 
and regrowing my soul and discovering psychedelics and reawakening my spiritual path. Those are all interesting topics and I'll get to the details eventually, but uh, mainly I want to reconnect with other humans and live a life of service. It's my goal. So that's what this podcast will be about. My journey back towards my own humanity and the rest of humanity. I think that's good enough for first episode, so I'm going to call it here. And uh, who knows how the rest of the day is going to go and when I'm going to go back to sleep. Maybe I'll even take time today to turn this into the podcast episode, the first podcast episode. Or maybe I'll be kind to myself and uh, try to do something fun. (laughs) We'll see. All right, signing off for now.